Greetings, everyone, and another very warm welcome to yet another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, beaming out to you from little Castaways Beach in Queensland, Australia. Joined today by Ari Galpa. Ari, uh, g'day, very warm welcome, sir. Where are you hanging out? Sydney, Australia, today and for the last 20 years. For the last 20 years. And before that, where did you, you flew over the ditch and where did you come from? I'm originally from San Diego, California, a West Coast guy. I met my wife on a dating site pre swiping <laughs> and she swooped me over here. Oh, it's a real old-fashioned meeting way. You didn't have to swipe. You just met on a dating site, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fabulous. And I hear it's worked out pretty damn well for you. So for those of you who don't know Ari, you're probably living in a cave because he's a bit of a legend in the sales and marketing world. And you know, before I had a modicum of success, I always aspired to be someone like Ari, You know, someone who spoke with authority, could seem to be magnetically attracting new clients. And to me, it was always a bit of a mystery, but there is, it's not actually magic. There is a science behind it, and Ari's broken that down. He's widely regarded as the world's number one authority on trust-based selling. So not the manipulative style of seven ways to close a sale, and if you don't do that, then you'll have to pay another $10,000 after midnight. Not that sort of selling, but trust-based selling. And he walks the talk. I've been to conferences with Ari. I've attended his workshops, his meetings, and he's been personally very generous and helpful to me when I really needed it. So Ari, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for your support and uh, your wisdom as well. In addition to helping me out, he's appeared in CEO Magazine, Forbes Magazine, Inc. Magazine, you name it, Sky News, the Australian Financial Review, which is a very prestigious organization. So pleasure to have you here, Ari. Our title today is How to Double Your Sales with Trust-Based Selling. And our time starts now, sir, Question number one is, Ari, who is your ideal client? Ideal client is someone who basically is in what I call a low volume, high price point, high margin model. Usually an advisor, an entrepreneur, someone who has a large transaction, long sales cycle, but trust is the core component for them to make the sale actually happen. And you give us a couple of specific examples of all the industry types. We're talking, for example, consultants? A consultants, advisors, Business owners, entrepreneurs who have a longer sales cycle, patients, uh, clients for life, that kind of customer. Right. And might they have multiple decision makers that they have to work with? Absolutely. There's this decision makers, which of course makes things more complicated. You right. get a yes, but absolutely anybody who really is in a high trust sale environment, but they hate the idea of selling. Right. Perfect. Which is most of those people. <laughs> Very good. So six minutes left. Question number two, tell us about the problem that you solve. Well, the core problem that we solve is to help people learn how to stop chasing the deal, stop closing the deal, and stop chasing what I call ghosts. Ghosts right. are people who say things like, sounds good, send me information, I'm definitely interested, and they end up chasing them in a dehumanizing process that really is so dysfunctional. So At the true. end of the game, you feel like you were taken advantage of. So true. Thank you, sir. Well described. Sounds like this is not your first Rodeo. <laughs> well, so let's dive a little deeper on that. Question number three, and we've got five and a half minutes left. What are some of the typical symptoms? That, and what I'm after here, someone listening to this, they're the hearing what you're about to describe, and you're going, yep, that's me. I need to speak with Ari. What are those symptoms that people are experiencing before they find your solution? Here's a core scenario. They're on a call with a potential client, a first conversation, and they ask the person on the phone, so tell me about your business and what your problems are. And they describe their problems. And the minute you hear their problems, your whole body and chemistry goes, oh, I can solve that for them. And what do you start doing? You start doing what I call free consulting. You start educating, giving information, sharing ideas, sharing case studies. 
at the end of the call, you know, the person says to you, let me think about it. Right. The big, big symptom that probably sums up just about. I, I well, basically, just... I tell my clients, stop giving value. Instead, provide clarity on their problem. Clarity on their problem. And okay, cool. Thank you. So, so that's clearly one of the mistakes that people that make. So that leads us to question four quite nicely, four and a half minutes left. Tell us more about maybe a couple of other mistakes that, that your prospects they're making before they become your clients. And, and when you tell sure. them about it, it's like a light bulb and they go, oh gosh, I, I made that mistake. All right, let's drop a bomb right now. How about that? Okay, I'm gonna ask your, your listeners who are watching this right now to remove one key phrase from the vocabulary as of today forever in their world. And here it is. Never again use the phrase follow-up ever again in your business life. <laughs> What's the only industry in the world to use for follow-up? Sales. Sales. I'm kind of follow up. And now it puts you in the wrong perception. Yeah. So never use follow up. Touching base is a, was a classic one now. Oh, yeah. It's uh, checking in. These are all 1980s sales languaging. Instead, say this. I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback on our previous conversation, any feedback on our previous meeting. Feedback's going away from the sale, not towards the sale. And that takes the momentum out and builds trust. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Question five, three minutes left. One valuable free action that someone listening to this can take that's probably not going to solve the whole problem, but it might take a step in the right direction. Sure. Let's do a scenario right now. Let me give somebody a really good idea. So let's say in our first call with somebody, first sales conversation, the call is going well, they're qualified, looks like it could be a good fit. Towards the end of the call, it comes to a close. Normally, we're taught to say things like, hey, how about we move forward? Let's have a cup of coffee. Let's do a demo. Let's go forward. But what happens is if you do that with somebody and they're not ready yet, you break trust with them right from the beginning. Now, same scenario, our mindset, our approach, our languaging. Call is going well. Call comes to an end. Rather than saying, hey, how about we move forward? What we say instead is this. We say, where do you think we should go from here? Nice. Beautiful. And you taught me that many years ago, and I've used it, and it's magic. And that shifts the whole power to them. And usually they're in a state of shock. They can't believe somebody who actually would have the humanity to actually ask them what they want to do. You know what comes out of that? They say things like, well, I, I, I've got one more question. Or well, what, what, all of a sudden what comes out is the truth at the beginning of your process versus the end, wondering what happened once they left the building. And sometimes they go, oh, uh, I think I'd like to move ahead. Exactly. And it's like, That's the- and I, you know, I started using that phrase and I was the one who was shocked. I was going, oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the magic the- when they say to you, let's move this thing forward. You're like, oh my God, I yeah. didn't try and yeah. stop it. And it's such a gentle question to ask and it empowers them and it asks them to make a decision, which there's so much magic in that one phrase. So like, thank you, sir. We've got 75 seconds left. One valuable free resource we could direct people to that's going to help them even more. A landing page or something we can give stuff away. Sure. As long as you're open-minded and you're willing to let go of the past, then come forward. There's a free intro course you can take at www.unlockthegame.com. Right on the homepage, you want to go direct, go to unlockthegame.com slash webinar. But watch the recording that resonates with you. Don't be afraid to reach out to us and have a dialogue with us. And watch what it's like to have a chat with us without being sold. 
It's a crazy experience, but you're going to love it. <laughs> yes. You might just learn something. <laughs> All right. So thank you, sir. 40 seconds left. Question number seven. The last question. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? What has driven me on this mission for 20 years to help people get out of this dysfunctional situation? And what has driven uh, you in the last 20 years to help what, people what, get out of this dysfunctional situation? <laughs> and what's my role? What's my role model? As well, a quick story. My son, Toby, when he was born, we were told that he had Down syndrome. Oh, I realized what a gift I had on my hands when I had this beautiful boy. I wrote a book about him called Lessons from Toby. Because if you know somebody has Down syndrome, they're beautiful, they're transparent, they're honest, they're so pure in their agenda. If we can be like Toby, we'll be super successful in selling because it's all about trust and not the sale. Beautiful. Thanks, Ari. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.